Welcome to the A-Dub Club, a podcast about sci-fi, fantasy, technology, pop culture, the internet, and general nerdery. There are three things that are very important to know. One, we occasionally use swear words, but try to stay in the range of PG-13, or at least the kind of R that cool parents are fine with. Two, we may talk spoilers. In this particular episode, we discuss Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Seriously, we spoil the shit out of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi and see point one above about swearing, so be warned. And finally, three, most important, in U.S. naval submarines, they're actually getting rid of the clunky and expensive custom devices they use to operate periscopes in favor of something much cheaper, easier to replace, and that pilots probably already know how to use, the Xbox 360 controller. For once, we recorded this sort of live in that we were both in my basement in my parents' house. As such, there might be a little bit of audio issues, but I think it's all listenable, or at least as listenable as this stuff ever gets, I guess. Now, with all that out of the way, welcome to the clubhouse for a very special Star Wars spectacular on The Last Jedi. We have Space Snacks. Welcome to the Adub Club. My name is Andrew Whipple. And my name is Alex Wade. Oh, and this is a show that we do. We've yeah. done one so far, and here we are on the second. Number two. Number two. And like all good number twos, we are immediately going to break the entire conceit of this whole thing. You got it. We're disruptors. We're disruptors. We are, we are the, the, the future. We, are, we don't take the status quo for an answer. Um, <laughs> because this one, we're going to... It's still going to be a question, it's, but it's probably going to be longer. And it's probably going to be a less useful question <laughs> because we have this habit where Star Wars runs very deeply in the DNA of this entire show. Mm. Um, yes. Our first it's ever a, episode was yeah. Star Wars based. Our like first reunion after our first run was yeah. Star Wars. And then probably the second one after that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's always been a thing that just like it, it, it's, it's very deeply ingrained in the DNA of the A-Dub Club. And as such, we can't let a new Star Wars movie go by without... Uh, making sure that, yeah we got to <laughs> give it the proper attention give it the proper due it deserves a lot mm-hmm. uh, and so with that being said and i can already hear the groans coming from the from the audience reddit um, comments <laughs> uh in comparison to last week's phenomenal question of hey is time travel a lazy plot device let's dive into like time travel and media let's get philosophical about stuff like this this week's question is going to be what do you think about the last jedi mm, mm, i liked mm. it you liked it. I liked it. You liked it. I did. Um, I have. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. How did you feel about the Last Jedi? I I love the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was yeah. dope. Yeah. It. Uh, so I, I mean, I guess I'll I'll start off with Go the for it. um the deep dive of Episode Seven. It was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. But as we said last time, it was a. It was designed for the second one. Like. It was like not enough, um, and then the Last Jedi. It felt like it took a lot of chances. It did a lot of different things, some of which didn't pay off. But you know, it was Star Wars because it was different, and it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it overall was a really interesting movie, a really really interesting Star Wars movie, and an interesting Star Wars movie in this new trilogy as the second movie of the new trilogy. I think uh, it does all three of them in different ways and is more successful at some of them than it is at others. But overall on the whole 
was it a movie I loved? Yes. Was it a movie Absolutely. I've already seen twice? Yes. Was it a movie I want to see several more times? A hundred percent. hundred percent. I, uh, interesting. I really liked the movie, did not like it in the trilogy. Okay. Of like, it, I mean, there were a lot of continuity problems. Sure. Right? Of, between the first movie and the second movie, and that was probably caused by the fact there was a different director, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I loved Ryan Johnson. What's Ryan Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really liked what he did with this movie specifically, but not within the context of the trilogy, which honestly, like, I'm fine with. Sure. Like, you, you can fuck over the trilogy. That's fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I definitely agree with this, and this is something we can certainly talk about more when we break down the spoiler wall and are no holds barred about oh, yeah, talking about everything. Right because <laughs> we will certainly, <laughs> you know how last week went. We we just throw out spoilers about with abandon, and that's certainly going to be the case where the whole thing is we're talking about one movie. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about the shit. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you on the on that front. That the the the. Though it was the weakest as a second movie in this trilogy, um, and strongest as for me, I guess strongest as the latest Star Wars movie and a new direction for Star Wars to move. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, as always on the Eight of Club, uh, we generally speaking don't care about spoilers. We gave you that little grace period right there to be like, "Hey, maybe you just wanted to check out the new episode, and you didn't want to come right into the shit with the Star Wars stuff." But and it's a recent movie; it only came out a couple weeks back, so like a little bit of a grace period. But in general, we don't give a shit about spoilers because it hinders conversation. Absolutely. Um, and as you can tell, given that we were only able to come up with like three minutes worth of stuff to say that was not a spoiler, uh, it, it would make this a very boring and short podcast instead of being a boring and long podcast. Uh, so I, this is our moment. We are going to, from this point on, we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about with regards to Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, spoiler or not. So if you have not seen it and you give a shit, then do not listen any further. So why don't we like to structure this a little bit we can break it down maybe talking through like plot line by plot line um we could do something like uh yeah i don't know dealer's choice do you want to talk about poe finn or uh, ray first let's talk about ray first okay great because ray's my favorite part of the movie <laughs> by a long shot because uh, ray's my favorite character in in film um she's pretty good <laughs> she's pretty good god the the race the, the whole ray kylo luke storyline was incredible yeah that was ah uh, and luke Okay, Mark Hamill ain't a good actor in the original Star Wars. No. He, he yeah, he gets better by the end. Um at the very least both he grows into the role and the role grows into him in ways that are pretty good by Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But but yeah. you know, he's not acting at the same caliber as Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher. Absolutely. Um it's, and which like that's what I really liked about this one was I feel like Mark Hamill really did act very well Mm -hmm. um i was surprised honestly of like i don't know it was just good acting yeah which is good for how much he carried um helped carry the this whole central plot of the luke kylo um ray thread he i usually criticize him on his like overacting Mm -hmm. and like maybe just his age like helped him tone that down a bit if that yeah. makes sense and i think also like he's been acting for a long time now presumably <laughs> someone's gonna get at least a little bit better after like 40 years of doing this but that is fair but you know but but also like he hasn't been on the big screen in yeah. such a major movie um 
But yeah, I guess let's. I you wanted to actually talk about the storylines. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So so I guess synopsis off the dome um, in terms of this plot line. Ray finds Luke on Oxto or whatever the fuck the planet's called on I- island in Ireland. Um, <laughs> and uh, full of fish nuns uh and luke is a super grumpy sourpuss that's like nope fuck the jedi um, i got my blue milk that's all i, I need blue milk. that's that's i've returned to my roots um and then she is persistent and he's like all right you know what i'm gonna teach you i'm gonna teach you some lessons and try and teach you about the force and in learning about the force you will see that i'm right that the jedi suck and the jedi need to die yeah um that happens while this is happening she's learning some lessons from luke um and learning more about luke and how luke's past intertwines with kylo and with all the stuff with why he went away in the first place uh she is also having weird force skype with uh yeah. kylo ren and they are slowly becoming buddies a little bit um yeah. and that was so cool because it was and it was so like the first time it happened she was just such a good guy like mm-hmm. she was like the the stereotypical like oh i'm the good person like screw you you're a monster she was like luke in, in empire strikes back um exactly all things being like she she was having that same gut reaction towards that like it's why luke pulls out his lightsaber when he sees the force vision of darth vader and dagobah and like tries to slice his face off but like that's yeah he's the yeah. good guy he's trying to fight the big bad evil which is so so typical Star Wars, yeah. And it was, it was, but it was also in such a Ray way. Yes, like that's that's what I really liked about this movie is everything it did that was like you know original Star Wars was in its own way, mm-hmm. in like a new and modern way. Yeah, which, which is you know what it should be. And and it felt true, like you said, it, felt, it was in a Ray way. It felt true to the character of Ray that you know she uh, was the incredibly self assured, uh, spunky like. Nope, I know it's right. No, it's wrong. I'm gonna go for this, and you're you're a monster. Yeah, something I really liked about I guess the Ray storyline is the the darkness underneath the islands. Yes, um, of a mat. I mean, it's just the concept of that of the fact that the origination of Jedi is an island that has a hole designed for darkness. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to be a hole for evil. Yeah. Like, is it's literal? <laughs> yeah. Which is so cool, especially, like, I guess in the concept of, like, a religious way of, like, Jedis, of you can't have the light without the dark. Yeah. Ooh. Which, so, it, um, one thing that I've always said about the prequels is that whether they did this, they told this story accidentally or they, George Lucas was trying to tell this story but bungled the execution, does tell an interesting story about this, like, the ways in which the Jedi suck and the ways in which like the Jedi causes all to happen by being dogmatic purist bureaucrats yeah. that aren't actually like the whole concept of bringing balance to the force. They assume, Oh, that means we'll keep the Jedi, these guardians of the light up forever when like, no bringing balance to the force means bringing balance back to the force, light yeah. and dark. Um, and I think the prequels, while that is a cool thing, the prequels uh, idea that the prequels had in them, Obviously, it's one that they bungled thoroughly by being just bad, boring movies. But this movie sort of got to tie into and pull that thread that I love from the prequels and put it into a good movie and make it tie into the whole thing about like, yeah, the with you need lightness, you need darkness, you need both in parallel and the force is what binds everything together, not 
the forces, the good guys doing the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the other, I guess, biggest part about Kylo and Rey is we get to learn about how like Luke was going to murder mm-hmm. Kylo, mm-hmm. Um, which was a really cool scene that you saw three times yeah. in different ways. Which is definitely something, uh, again, I guess going back to that aesthetic point that we talked about earlier, that the editing in this film is very unlike the editing of a Star Wars film that we don't typically get flashbacks and dream sequences. Well, we got some dream sequences, but like force dreams and stuff like that in the original trilogy, but um, which I have no complaints about it because it did it all within service of telling a good Star Wars story. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That was a, I'm kind of curious, like, so the thing that, caused like luke uh trying to murder kylo mm-hmm. was obviously snoke um like luring kylo to the dark side yes um which speaking of snoke who the fuck is snoke yeah i know i'm i'm of, I'm of multiple minds about it because on the one hand i'm glad that it's like fuck your mystery box jj abrams who gives a shit about like all these overarching plot threads uh on the other hand there was 30 years between Jedi and force awakens. And this guy did come up to be like a powerful force user to like take over, try to take over the galaxy. And like, I, I, I love the way Snoke was treated in the second half of the movie was awesome. I would have loved literally two sentences to explain like Snoke is a former Imperial general or Snoke is this mystic that came out of nowhere. Even if they just said Snoke is this guy that came out of nowhere and we don't know his backstory, I'd be totally down with that. Which that would actually be a legitimate good thing because guess who else is comes from nowhere? Mm. Fucking Ray. Fucking Ray. So like that could have been that could have been a great moment of like Snoke reveals to Ray that she comes from no parentage or something and then is like just like me. Ooh Mm. because Fuck you, JJ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. So Snoke gets to Kylo. Darkness builds inside of him. Luke doing the same thing that the Jedi were doing back before about like I, you know, have fear of this and I don't think I'm ha- powerful enough to control it. So let's just extinguish it rather than like trying to be an uncle to to your nephew. Uh, uh, has yeah, his moment also, of weakness. Tries to fuck, kill. Man? Tries to kill his nephew. <laughs> nephew sees it and rightfully is like. Uh, my dude, nah, and 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 there, and there you go. Um, overall, I really liked Luke's characterization in this because it, um, I thought it got at a couple neat ideas around. Hey, what is it like if you're trying to start an entire new religious order and government from scratch? And like, that's yeah. a lot of weight to have on your shoulders. And if you fuck it up pretty royally, then like, yeah, kind of makes sense that you would make mistakes and maybe react in this particular way um, of, of piecing off to an island. Um, I mean, to, that would be a really cool, uh, you have, we have what Hans movie coming out, right? Yeah. That Luke's movie would be really cool to have. Yeah. I mean, they could just do the whole three. That'd be another trilogy, a, a Han Luke Leia situation. Yeah. I think the Han Solo one's a prequel to um, yeah. uh, episode four, but, but yeah. And the Luke one would have to be a sequel, unfortunately, but like, there's yeah. a way how you could get it. I mean, I mean, the issues I see with that is like you'd have Luke and Leia and Han in there, yeah. and that'd be really what the answer is. Is I I want more 
uh, Star Wars TV shows and cartoon shows. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, want, I want a bunch of those. And like, because a lot of the most interesting stuff, especially when the prequels were trash, was the cool stuff was happening in Knights of the Old Republic, the video game, and in the Clone Wars TV show, and yeah. now on Star Wars Rebels, of like getting to explore these corners of the universe in a much lower stakes way that you can have the cool climactic Obi-Wan and Darth Maul final battle and yeah. do it in a way that feels more true to their story because you're doing it on an animated kids TV show rather than like having to make it be a centerpiece of a big movie. Yeah. That'd be ah, a TV show. Imagine a live action Star Wars TV show. There was one in development for a little while. It was going to be on Coruscant, I think about bounty hunters, oh sort of like a, a, um, a Sopranos type show, but in, that's what in, in I Star want. Wars. See, that's oh, man. Fuck copyright laws. Like, yeah, dog. I want what I want is anything Star Wars. Like, I want the fucking weirdest sh- stuff you can get. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of it that's gonna be drivel. That's gonna be really bad. But I'm Call okay with the expanded that. universe. Yeah, like that. That was bad, and it and it was good too. Yeah, for sure. But you can't. You gotta have balance. You can't have the good without the bad, there you man. Go, dog. Yeah, uh, do not get me into a rant about how corporate copyright is atrocious and uh, one of the sins of our time. Um, so I guess, do we got anything else on Ray and uh, Kylo? Uh, oh, I mean, I have a lot that I want to say about Ray and Kylo because it, it, for me, that I, I was talking to some friends after seeing the movie and my thought press behind the movie is it is um, one of my, like, a third of it is my favorite movie maybe of all time. A third of it, it, a third of it is like one of the coolest Star Wars things that's ever happened. And a third of it is a pretty good action, like space action movie. Yeah. Um, and the third that is like maybe my favorite movie ever is the Ray Kylo Luke storyline that almost every beat of that was perfect. Almost every beat of that was something that I loved. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a really cool cut of the movie. Of just seeing like a 30 minute, 40 minute long thing of yeah. Ray, Kylo, and Luke. Yeah. Just whenever they're in a scene. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see how it, how it plays together. Because like, like Empire, there, it's it's very split um, tracks of the film. Um, yeah. Unlike Empire, a lot of this stuff is actually happening pretty close to each other space-wise. Because they're just on different ships. But uh, it... Yeah, it's a lot of relatively self-contained stories that interact in interesting ways. Yeah, it's 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 cool. Yeah, the throne room scene though. Oh yeah, best thr- fighting th- scene. Like that's my yeah. Like that's my favorite fighting scene. Yeah, the the, the Force Awakens, the the fight in the snow was my top uh, Star Wars fight um, before this, but like no contest. It is like when do you see? the good guy and the bad guy fighting together on the same team and yeah. like fighting incredibly interesting and unique for star Wars in how visceral and gory and yeah. gross uh, a lot of the fight is. There was a lot of murder there. A lot of murder. And like the setting of it, it just, it's just gorgeous room with these giant red walls. Although I got to say his bodyguards, I was like the coolest new hop Korean pop boy band mm, <laughs> is yeah. was my first impression sure. on seeing them mainly because whenever there was something happening and they like flexed their muscles and like posed with their weapons. I just laughed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Which I mean, it was, it was great, but it was just, it was, it was just a funny moment. Mm-hmm. They should have just been stoic and still until the moment when they fought. And that would have made them 
Very more. Also, by the way, like this is being so fucking nitpicky, <laughs> which like, hey, that, you got to do it sometimes. That's how much you love something is when it's so good that the only thing you can find out about it, dislike about it is boy bands. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, that that whole scene, the, that whole sequence of the fight scene, obviously, is like the perfect terminus to it. Um, but uh the the yeah the whole scene previous to that with Snoke and with Kylo um killing Snoke uh and just the whole the whole sequence just runs yeah so well from start to finish it's just such good filmmaking yeah <laughs> and the like I I, I, I knew how like that it was going to end the way it was going to end with Ray, not like specifically in that they would force explode the lightsaber, um, but uh, that like it would end with them both yeah. thinking the other side person had turned to their side um, and then, and oh, then they hadn't. They hadn't um, and it was heartbreaking and wonderful. And uh, I think I just they still can. It. I think so, too. So I'm. I'm I, I maybe we can hold off and talk about like what do you think is going to happen in the next film? Yes, towards the end. Um, I'm going to get a little bit into that. Sure, but with that, um, Kylo Ren, his character reminds me a lot of Zuko mm. from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, um, a little less of the fallen from grace disgracefulness. Sure, um, but you know, still with all the conflict. Um, Definitely a different journey, but yeah. they they kind of remind me of each other, which is yeah. that that Zuko is one of my favorite characters in like all of fiction. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And Kylo's like betray not betrayal, his uh he goes ape shit yeah. and like forgets himself and starts to makes all these mistakes. Yeah. Um, and it was great. It was great. It was, like, it was wildly in character. It 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 tracked yeah. from the way this whole movie's been going. It uh, raised the stakes for everyone because now you have this unhinged madman that has ultimate power in the universe. That yeah. all he cares about is killing everyone in sight, especially anyone that has anything to do with Luke Skywalker. Yeah, which is a great. Oh, I really like uh, Richard Driver Parker. What's his name? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. He come a long way from literally laughing in the theater when, <laughs> yeah. when he took his mask off in Force Awakens. Uh, we both did that. Uh, it, was, it was a time. It was a good moment. It was a time. But even that, like... I mean, I think I mean, that, that's part of... That was also part of him, is that like... Yeah, this angsty teen emo yeah. guy who has a lot of conflict, which yeah. is exactly who he is, also like Zuko. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so then from that point on, it's into the end game where all the threads are starting to tie together so we can talk about, like, the final act on the the salt yeah. planet later. Um, so, Poe or Finn? Poe or Finn? Do you want to do compliment sandwich and talk about Finn, <laughs> then talk about Poe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly uh, what I want. <laughs> yeah, I... Again, all of this being relative, like the the Finn storyline is better than any of the prequel movies and better than yeah. most like most movies like action uh, big budget blockbuster action movies that are out there like it was fine and Finn himself as an actor yeah like, stellar amazing sure every line he delivered and I think I, I felt like the majority of his writing specifically yeah. for him but just 
the context of where he was and what mm-hmm. he was doing. They tried to do this whole thing where he's like trying to learn how to be like, yeah, he'd try to learn uh, like, like Han Solo's journey was of, of he was, he was in it for the money and then he became good because he, he grew a heart, whatever. Yeah. They're kind of trying to do that with Poe of like, Oh, yeah. Rose is teaching him that there's oppression in the world. Yeah, so to recap, um, Finn tries to bounce to go make sure that Ray, um, he has the little transporter thing that will tell Ray where to go. Yeah, and just he, reason. And, and he's like, nope, I gotta get this transporter out of here so that Ray doesn't come back to a massacre. Um, gets caught by Rose Tico, who's the uh, sister of the gunner that has the great moment in the first uh, yeah, fighter the assault. Sequence. The oh, intro that sequence. was gorgeous. Um, and, uh, Powerful. Yeah, uh, and... She catches him um, as they are – she's taking him to the brig, realize, oh, they're being tracked through hyperspace. They both are knowledgeable being custodial people. Uh, they know the the inner workings of these ships and how this mechanics all goes down and realize there's a way if we can break into the ship, we can turn off the tracking long enough for everyone to escape. Yeah. Um, in order to do that, they talk to Moss Kanata and say, oh, you need to find this code breaker that can get you through the um, – uh, imperial, not imperial, uh, first order codes. Uh, so they're like, cool. All right, let's go to this casino planet. Uh, go to the casino planet. Can't find the code breaker. Finally, do find the code breaker, and a then different code breaker. Yeah. So they, well, they do find the code breaker, but then get arrested because they parked their shuttle illegally. Find a different code breaker in prison, played by Benicio del Toro. Um, then uh, they break out, and the code breaker goes with them. Oh, BB-8 is also with them for this whole thing. Um, they fly through. Code breaker gets them into the ship uh the the first order ship uh but then sells them out at the last minute yeah and that then that goes into the end end act um uh so first codebreaker like why why didn't they just go with the original codebreaker guy like i really liked i okay here's the thing i really liked that guy as what, what, what del toro? Uh, benicio del toro benicio del toro um i really liked him as an mm-hmm. actor i really liked his character yeah but it was just kind of stuck in there and then taken um out. yeah i think it was a need, little bit of a needless complication um, to not just have Benicio del Toro be the one that they were trying to find, and they find him. Yeah, because because it also engendered a lot of confusion on my part and uh, that I've seen elsewhere about like, wait, was he originally the code breaker they're supposed to be? Who was that guy with the red thing? Was yeah. this a fake out? Was the problem that they didn't get the real code breaker and got him, and that's why they sold him out? And like. It would have been much cleaner if it had just been find Benicio del Toro. They found Benicio del Toro. He sold them out anyway. Yeah, um, would have just yeah. It would, uh, that would have been nice, and because uh, because literally his character was like like what happened to him after he just got a lot of money. Yeah. So he was like, if Han Solo did the wrong thing, yeah, which he would just leave the series, which doesn't make yeah. for a good story. I I'm, I'm hoping he come. Well, one, he's amazing fodder for any expanded universe stuff. Like a there's a character. ton of stuff that, that can yeah. and should be written about him. And he, if he doesn't pop up in whatever TV show is about like the shit that's going on in between these movies, it's got, he's got to be, I think he may also come back in nine. Um, theoretically, yeah. if only because he's Benicio del Toro, he's like an actor that you pay a lot of money for things. So meh. I honestly think he, they could make a series about him off of just this one movie oh for sure like for sure his acting and character were so cool and like just yeah quirky yeah like a creepy way that that and and star wars always thrives on 
they thrive on the middlemen and like the people on the outskirts that have a heart of gold. We have yet to see whether he is one of the like Han Solos and and uh, and no, that has a heart of gold. We have seen it. He does not have a heart of gold. No. He sold them out. He sold them out. <laughs> but like, it, 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 if the play is he sold them out, but then he gets redeemed later. Like, meh. Um, if 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 what we saw was. Again, they're not exactly the same, but in between his first fall from grace. Yeah. In between Han Solo leaving um, at the end of A New Hope and him returning back in the Millennium Falcon to save him. um, Maybe that's where we are. Maybe he never comes back. Maybe he comes back and is even more of a shit than he was this time. I think the fact that he that we didn't get that answer in that movie. Yeah. Then that means he does not. Okay, That's my opinion. I I mean, I think if that is the case in the next movie, then I'll be a little mad. Yeah. Because it'll be like, no, he sold you out. And like, he'll sell you out again. Yeah. He's lying. Like, is how I'll say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How'd you, how'd, how, yeah. How'd you feel about Rose? Did not like. Okay. How come? Um, acting? All right. Yeah. Decent. Seven out of ten. Uh, character? three out of ten like she was just she was too obvious Mm -hmm. she was oppressed person yeah was her role and she was a tool to show finn what oppression is Mm -hmm. and in order to teach finn something which i'm still not even sure what they're trying to teach finn yeah what kind of lesson yeah i don't know what he didn't know about being a good person that she was there for. Yeah. So that's my big, my biggest problem with the whole sequence is that, um, there didn't feel like there was much of an arc for either character. Um, that, you know, sort of, they went through this, this happened and nothing really changed for either of them, which on its own is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that every character has to go through an arc all the time. Sure. However, in contrast to incredible arcs for Ray, for Kylo, for Luke, and a super good arc for Poe. Like, yes. Poe, I would argue, has the most clear-cut beginning-to-end arc of the whole film. And Finn has one of the best arcs of Force Awakens. He's kind of the moral yeah. core, of and, and like the core that we're following along in that whole movie. To then have him be in this, where he doesn't really learn anything or change, and she doesn't really learn anything or change... And their story doesn't amount to much other than like it doesn't uh, meaningfully improve their situation like overall like it's not just a plot MacGuffin it's like yeah they just did a bunch of stuff that kind of went nowhere all of those together meant made it feel weaker than the other plot lines um, yeah. despite doing some really cool things yeah and there was just also I mean for me there were just some of her writing that was just bad. Hmm. like when when she saved him and was like i saved you dummy yeah and like she delivered it really well yeah but it was just so goddamn stupid yeah that's another side (laughs) point about like i don't understand what the movie is telling me that's different between finn's attempted sacrifice and holdo's sacrifice um when she lightspeed jumps that like there's nothing in the film that tells me I, the, the film tells me one was good, one was bad, but it doesn't tell me why one was good and the other was bad. Well, you see, um, also the other character who I did not like in the movie, Holdo. Oh, okay. We're going to have words <laughs> when we get to that next section. Oh, wait, that's Poe. That's Poe. You're right. Yes. Uh, um, but I don't know. I think 
Oh wait, I know the difference. One is a main character, the other isn't. That's that's mm, yeah. expendable I mean, not. Kind of. <laughs> uh I think so one thing that would completely have changed my opinion on like in terms of the one thing that would have made me love this plot line, um and I I probably would be the least effort to change it if everything else had been the same, but Rose and Finn had had the same kind of like budding romance that Han and Leia have in Empire. And like if this plot line had been them falling in love, I would be all for this. This would be great. And it would make the ending land a lot more because like, oh, yeah. cool. That's why she's saving him. Great. It's this is the romance story of uh, Star Wars. There was no chemistry there other than like solid friendship. There was no indication that either of them were remotely into each other um, all the way through. So like it fell very flat at the end. Are they? I don't know. I I still I still think that the kiss at the end was of not romantic. Which first off, it's a kiss. So it is like supposed to necessarily be romantic. But given the context of everything leading up to it. It just didn't. It didn't feel romantic. Yeah. Which, to be fair, to be honest, I really hope that that is not a couple that happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do not ship them. Okay. <laughs> Reverse ship. They. Yeah. They're they're great friends. They're yeah. great friends. Yeah. I. I mean. So I think part of it is that I didn't feel that it, I. I. I have the exact same read that you do by the end of it. It's like I didn't feel read it as romantic. And I thought that that was because they had fucked up in making this plot line that it was supposed to feel as romantic. Yeah, but that's they, a possibility. But they too. didn't like nail the landing um, or nail, more accurately, nail the entire lead up to the landing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think also, like, I'm thinking about it in terms of Empire Strikes Back. What is the main driver, other than them trying to get out of danger, of the Han Leia um, Chewie? plot is Han and Leia falling in love and having a like 1930s odd couple um I hate you yeah uh, <laughs> marvelous uh back and forth uh in the uh in the Falcon yeah <laughs> but but yeah that that all being said like I think there was some cool stuff that happened in, in this plot um I dug the idea of let's morally complicate uh the Star Wars universe a little more and I think it tied in really nicely with all the stuff Luke was teaching yeah. about like it's about balance and this is an example of balance being bad because the balance is there's this military industrial complex that thrives off of war and the same people sell to the good guys and the bad guys and need this conflict to continue to survive uh, that's a question um, though was that a commentary on the Star Wars universe I think or, a little uh, bit reality well I think both <laughs> I think both um, yeah. um, and I think yeah I, 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 I don't know I think it it played well given that this was there was a similar level of complication of the simple black and white story that we've heard before happening during Ray's storyline um, and also to an extent during Poe's storyline of like complicating what it means to be a good leader um, yeah from what we've seen in, in previous movies yeah and 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 the casino planet was cool like I, I thought it was fun and yeah gorgeous it, it looked good uh, the uh, the puppets were fun um, everything yeah. that Disney could make perfect they did yeah because <laughs> you know it's Disney um so Finn and Rose, um, it was a chance that they took. They did something new. They did yeah. something different. They tried something else, which I think is a good thing because it led to the other two storylines. Yeah. Like, those were really good because they took chances and they tried different things 
and they tried it again this time and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, which is all right to complain about, but you know, yeah, I'm glad they did it. And like making a big budget blockbuster movie that has a huge cast of characters that is also one of the most beloved franchises of all time is a Herculean task. And for like one of the three major plot lines to be just all right, it's not that bad. Like that's that that's that's doing it's much better than pretty good. That's doing that is doing significantly better than at least half of the other Star Wars movies. Yeah, I gotta say, Star Wars so far since Disney has gotten it has really surprised me. Like, yeah, I I try to have a positive attitude of like, hey, Star Wars can be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see them all like three or four times. Yeah. But I'm a pessimist and or I say realist. Um, and so it's Disney, and I think they're going to mess it up completely, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of Star Wars fans out there do think that. But I think they're doing uh, doing all right with it. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about Poe? Poe Dameron. Yeah. I, I fucking loved the Poe story. Um, Wait. So which was your favorite story? The the Ray story? Was it, it was the Ray right? one. The Ray, so, like, it's, it's hard for me to choose favorites but like it is the right one uh but the poem was so good too i think i think i'm with you i think i'm with same ordering of the three yeah. stories the ray poe finn um but to recap uh the whole movie starts out with uh pretty soon after i think i think it's meant to be like relatively recently after the destruction of star killer um yeah. the everyone escaping from the base because hey guess what the first order is hot in your tail um and as part of this escape uh poe flies out solo right into the to go have a fun little goof up session with with general hawks um great scene so good it's so good it's star wars is funny I, guys that's do great. i have uh do i have a uh, general hawks oh, this is line? this is him we're going to destroy you can he hear me? <laughs> um, but that's all part of a ruse in order to be able to take out the cannons and then, uh, yeah, basically leads a successful bombing run um, against General Leia's orders uh, to take out one of the dreadnought classes or whatever is the giant new, like, super, super Star Destroyer. Um, takes it out, but in doing so, loses a ton of their fleet. All um, of their bombers. And all of their bombers, um, including Rose's sister. Uh, Paige, I think, is what her name's supposed to be. Um, it's sure. not said in the movie, but it, it's... Uh, I, I think I've read that in reviews, stuff like that. Um, Leia gives him a talking to, being like, hey, stop being just a... If you, I, I need you to learn how to be a good leader, uh, and demotes yeah. him. Um, as that happens, they're about to escape. They jump to light speed, um, and then are like, great, cool we made it away yay oh no they can track us through light speed here comes the first order they come there they launch an attack um in that attack uh while kylo ren has a moment where he declines to kill his mother um yeah. which was a really great little moment his two seconds in commands fuck shit up anyway and do attempt to kill his mother by shooting out the bridge yeah. leia does an awesome force thing and is able to like make it back into the ship yeah. but is severely injured she's out so in comes admiral holdo who is the leader of one of the other ships apparently a big military veteran that uh is well respected from xyz battle that poe talks about uh but she is like hey poe you were demoted and i have no reason to uh let you in on my plans because fuck off captain um (laughs) and keeps him out of the loop poe says that's bullshit um and then works with finn and rose to concoct their plan they go off which you know 
Uh, Poe saying that's bullshit. I'm gonna be here more. That's how he got into you know the Star Wars series in the first place. <laughs> yeah, because Poe from the inception was just a character that was gonna like die yeah. in the beginning, and then they just liked Oscar Isaac so much they're like, let's make him into an actual Keep character. Him in, man. And now he has an arc. He is one of the big drivers of this whole movie, and it's dope. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if that didn't if that if it was just the two of them. Yeah, if they killed him off and it was just a two person. Which kind of would have worked because, like, Empire Strikes Back is mostly a two, two, two plot lines. So, yeah. So, uh, on the ship, the the whole Candle Bite stuff happens. Um, Poe realizes that Holdo has a plan to have everyone leave on the small transports, uh, and he says that's bullshit. Leads a mutiny um, to buy more time for uh, Finn and Rose to take down the tracker that fails um and then leia comes back and demutinies the mutiny um by shooting poe with a stun blaster yeah uh and then it's revealed that oh holdo's plan all along was they are not going to be tracking the small crafts and we are taking them we're passing right by a planet that is an old rebel base let's take all the small crafts down um and poe's like oh yeah that was actually kind of a good idea however because the code breaker knew about this plan he sells them out they start blowing up the small crafts holdo then decides all right i can jump to light speed right into the ship and blow it up cool moment and ram it which she does uh presumably killing herself um and that that's about and then we get into the last uh the 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 last stuff on the planet crate yeah okay first grievance holdo uh the the reverse of uh of rose mm-hmm. of uh bad actor and good character although still worse character than <laughs> wow i i i i don't even know how to process that cuz i i loved everything about holdo i thought holdo was great i hated I thought, holdo i thought holdo was one of the best parts of the movie i loved holdo Really? I loved her performance. I loved uh, her role in the in the story. I loved the way she was written. I loved the choices she made. I I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe what I was saying about bad actor was too strong. Now sure. that I'm thinking about it, but I still hated her. Okay, like I I think the better move is for you to deconstruct and analyze the reason why you dislike, and then I can offer the reasons yeah. why I do like it and. Again, you're entitled to your own opinion. I'm entitled to my own opinion. This is fine. We'll fight about it, but fight about it in jest. Yeah. Um. So, so okay. So first off, she 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 annoyed me. Sure. She the first time she's talking to Poe, she's just like in his face and mm-hmm. being like, "Fuck you," I and which like I understand there is there is a certain amount of like, oh, you want to put someone in their place mm-hmm. and like like Han Solo. Han Solo getting put in his place. Yeah. You enjoyed it. Yeah. Because he was an asshole. Yeah. You knew he was an asshole. Poe, he doesn't have any, like, he, he's, he's got a good heart. He's a mm-hmm. good person. You know his head's in the wrong place. Yeah. And so you as the audience know that him getting put in his place and getting shit on by Holdo, like, is not, is undeserved. Yes. Um, because like you can say it in better ways cause he's not a dick mm-hmm. and you can, you can say, I'm your commander, do what I say without like, we don't need a flyboy hothead yeah. doing all this jazz. And it's, that annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the plot hole of 
why didn't when she was uh, taken from mutiny just say we're taking we're going down to the planet? Mm-hmm. That's a character flaw. Probably whatever. It was like she could have just done that, and yeah. then he would have never mutinied, and it would have been great. And then he'd be like, "Oh, uh, do that, but also we have these people on this ship because now we're being all honest about mm-hmm. things." Holdo, thanks, Holdo. And that's that's where I'm starting at. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I think they like there's some slight nits to pick with your nitpicking um, that doesn't really won't change anyone's opinion uh, in particular the one about like because she actually knew that they were on the ship before the mutiny happened because um, she found finds out that about the plan and then reveals like because she is deciding to put people on the transport uh poe is like no you can't do that you're running away coward and he's like we have this other plan and she's like yeah that's a bad plan we're not going to do your plan um sure but absolutely anyway um my overall take that i think I think there's an element to which we're more in agreement than we think because I – the movie very clearly up until the point when it's revealed that Holdo's plan was better than Poe's and Holdo's plan would have worked if Poe hadn't fucked it up. The whole point up until that movie, the movie is very clearly putting you in Poe's shoes and having you view everything through – exactly like you said. is like we have the context. We know Poe as a character. We – are supposed to sympathize with him. We're not supposed to, at that point, be on Holdo's side questioning Poe. Um, because otherwise the movie doesn't make any sense. Otherwise we'd be like, Poe, you fucking idiot. No, we don't want to stop doing this bad plan. But yeah, um, but I do want to say that about Poe. As mm-hmm. an audience member, I do want to be able to see him make another, like he made one mistake of yeah. destroying the dreadnought. Okay, mate, that's not true. He made a lot of mistakes. But... Yeah. <laughs> I still don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I think I think... That's actually a valid point. I guess this question of do we want to be ahead of or behind or with the character um, as the character is making that journey of like, do we want to be, we know the right thing and we know where Poe's supposed to end up is like, oh, Poe has to learn to be a leader and Poe has to learn to, um, you know, have respect for his people and Poe has to learn to like, some sacrifices are worth it, some sacrifices aren't worth it. Um, And are we supposed to be ahead of Poe and being like, come on, Poe, get to the truth, get figure, figure it out, boy. Or are we supposed to be with Poe being like, yeah, Poe's right. And then we learn the same lessons along with him. I think the second is what the movie was aiming for. Um, Open question as to whether or not it succeeded. In my view, it did. um, But I could certainly hear arguments that disagree with that. Um, But I think that's kind of – Holdo isn't supposed to be a likable character until the reveal happens that – oh, she was right. And, oh, she does kind of like him, but uh, she had to be a commander about it. Yeah, but I don't think there was ever a moment where she redeemed herself in my head. Interesting. Like, she was an unlikable character until the last moment. Golly. <laughs> Golly, okay. Like, like the... What was her, when was her turn? Her, her biggest turn was when he got put onto the ship and was talking to Leia. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I like that one. He's risky or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, and I was, uh, when she said that, I was like, like, girl, like, don't, you don't, you don't get to go back on that side now. Like, interesting. Yeah. I think for me, the, th- I, I will admit a huge part of why the turn worked is because how clearly she had the Leia seal of approval in the end of things about like, yeah, that's all she had going for her. Yeah. And I guess for me, and for, and for me, that was enough to put me down the train of, working through and justifying everything she did. Um, and I think 
if that's not enough to push you in that direction of like, you know what, Holda's all right, and here's all the, and not only is she all right, here's all the other ways she's better. If you don't get that shove or Leia's shove isn't enough to push you there, then yeah, yeah I think I think that makes sense. I don't know, and then just her her acting just for me just felt she was really unlikable, mm-hmm. but the likable parts of her were never enough for me. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And I guess that comes down to like personal taste because I, yeah. I, part of it is I also found her charming and interesting all throughout. So it was the like, oh, I don't like that you're being mean to Poe, but I like you. Uh, no. But, and so I guess if you don't have that, then like that is a, a good countervailing force. Yeah. To the fact that she's uh, being, she is the antagonist um, for Poe's plot line for most of it. Um, I think, I, I think I can uh, satisfyingly say succinctly. I think I can definitely say that she is my least favorite aspect of the new movie. Wow. Um, She's certainly not my least favorite, but what would be my least favorite now that I think about it? Um, well, it sucks because it's, it's, for me, it's her and Rose. And like, yeah, the two new female characters, yeah. and they did not come out swinging. Yeah, I, ha- I mean, I Mainly would probably the say, fault, but. I'd probably say Rose and Finn um, are tied because it's more their story than them, like, and so I guess yeah. Then 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 the 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 benefit of Finn is that we have a whole great movie where he is the central driving force that like is the the protagonist of the Force Awakens. Um, uh, and whereas Rose only has this movie, and in this movie, I don't think her character um, had enough to do. Um, she die? No, nah, no. She's exactly oh. where she's exactly where Finn was at the end of Force Awakens, in that she is going to sleep uh, while she's being surgery. She died unfortunate <laughs> oh i super don't because i because part of it is i also want like more redeeming stuff from her in in the next movie yeah she's she's a good actress so maybe yeah. they can write her better yeah um yeah hmm. back to poe um yeah, yeah so how do you feel about poe <laughs> i loved it i i loved that they gave they gave poe an awesome story of like his is actually even clearer of an arc than ray's or kyla's i think of it's you know start to finish of you can tell at the end of his first scene with Leia that, oh, his story is like she literally explicitly says, I need you to learn that, Poe. Um, I yeah. need you to learn how to be a leader. And at the end, when they're on the battle on crate, Poe has that big climax moment of like, no, never mind. Not worth the risk. Not worth losing all of our people just to try and um, uh, yeah. get a do run a suicide mission. Um, and yeah, he he learns that to the lesson that Leia was hoping he would learn the whole time that presumably Leia must have learned in several years of being a Jedi, uh, general of almost a Jedi uh, that, you know, to be a leader, especially a military leader means more than just being a really good reckless, you know, hero pilot. It means that like you have to make hard choices. You have to make sacrifices. Sometimes those sacrifices are have people get killed. Sometimes those sacrifices are, we're going to lose the battle, but we're not going to have people killed as many people killed. Um, and, and you yeah. need to know how to do all that. Being leader is a tough, tough thing, man. Yeah. Which, yeah, Poe Dameron, he, uh, I think, I think it's really cool that he's going to be the leader yeah. probably in the next one. I mean, like yeah. it was, I mean, it was Leia the first time around, right? Yeah. Which was a cool, that's a, it's a very interesting, like pairing of like, Obviously, Luke and Ray, because unfortunately, like the force, you have to have. Holy things. shit! Wait, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Keep going. Keep <laughs> going. Poe po and Leia, um, of like they all have like mentors and mentees of, of like yeah. a master trainer kind of relationship. 
and then Han and Finn um, and in Han Force Awakens of yeah. like, don't run away, dummy. Yeah. Stay and fight. Yeah. Which, uh, which what I really, really like about this, this concept is the flaws of these characters of Luke, Leia and Han in uh, A New Hope and all throughout yeah. the original series. They're kind of gone away like pretty soon. So like they have learned their lessons yeah. like throughout this last movie. And I mean, especially like, which which allows them to go on to another step in the journey, mm-hmm. which like for example, Finn kind of didn't really work out. Sure, um, but for Ray and Poe, absolutely did. Yeah, golly, wow! This this trilogy makes a lot of sense. Yeah, some thought was put into this. Shit. It's cool because it's it's like the next step. It's not just the same. Th- well, that's what this movie I felt made yeah. me feel like. Gosh, oh, that's so cool! Shit, yeah. dog. These are good movies. Fantasy. These are good movies. <laughs> they do well. All right. So then the last thing, we have the whole battle on Crate. Um, the rebels go in and find the rebel base. There's a big-ass steel door that they're like, oh, cool. That'll protect us. Oops. Turns Mini out. Mini Death Star. Oops, we, turns we, out, we need a Death Star. We need, we need a Death Star. Star. There needs to be. Also, like, that, that part I really dug was like, oh, yeah, the Death Star exists. And someone figured out how to, like, use some of the technology behind the Death Star to build another kind of weapon. Like, yeah, this is a universe where technological progress happens. That's cool. Also, like, like original Star Wars, they had the original Death Star. Then yeah. what did they do? They just put in another one. Another one. You know what they did this time? They had, ooh, a bigger Death Star. And then, hey, guess what? We're going to get a smaller, smaller Death, Death Star. Star. All kinds of Death Stars. What's next? We don't know. Yeah, I Maybe know. Maybe it's going to be a... De- Oh my god! Maybe it's going to be a decrepit old Death Star. Mm, I was going to say maybe the maybe the real Death Star was the friends we made along the way. Oh, that is a true lesson. Title to be learned. <laughs> title. That's the episode title. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> um, but yeah, so miniature Death Star that will be able to just destroy this big steel door and there's like very few rebels left because a lot of them were killed uh, in the assorted uh, space fights Um, and so they're like ah shit what are we gonna do okay there's some old speeders we can go out on a run and try and knock down uh, the the big uh, mini Death Star gun um, battering ram and they try they go for it this is that whole cool moment with all the red sand being thrown up and it's gorgeous and it's incredible Um, one of the coolest looking things in the movie uh they uh are taking very heavy losses as they're as they're barreling down and then poe makes the decision of you know what nope i'm gonna be a leader not worth running on the suicide mission we're gonna pull out um finn's like yo fuck that yep and then rose is like hey fuck you thing fuck that and crashes into him in order to get him to not uh hurl himself into the center of a mini star which honestly i didn't like like yeah either either have him quit or or I mean, well, I, that just came along with the the Finn and Rose scenario. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like either. Don't have him go and commit suicide, or have him. I mean, I don't even know what the other option is there. Then, as the rebels are like, "Oh shit, we're screwed!" All of a sudden, Luke Skywalker shows up. Holy shit, he made it back. Yes. Incredible. Um, and uh, has a wonderful little moment with Leia. Great scene. Then he's like, "All right." watch me guys i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of this just walks right out through the crack in the giant door stands there kylo sees him and is like uh sees him sees nah dog um and uh, oh also while this speeder battle happens ray and chewie fly on the falcon and uh pick off all the speeders and get them to like fly away because kylo's like shoot down the millennium falcon it's my dad's ship dad bad um then all of these mistakes by kylo like he they 
the, the rebels could have died if Kylo was like yeah, being smart. Exactly. It's which great. Was great. Oh. I love it. Every every tactical mistake he made was wildly in character because of course he's going to pull people off uh, the one thing that could potentially just to stop you in order to shoot down an old ship that your dad used to own. Of course he's going to like put all the focus on we have to kill Luke Skywalker, kill Luke Skywalker. That's all that matters. So. Yeah. shoots Luke Skywalker for like 30 straight seconds. Hawks is a very good joke um, uh, about Kylo yeah, being a dickass. Yeah. Um, then no, no worries. Luke literally brushes off the dust and is like, nah, didn't hit me. Uh, then Kylo goes down. And he's like, all right, I'm going to have a lightsaber fight. Uh, they have a little bit of a moment, have a lightsaber fight in which uh, he never hits, never even hits Luke. Um, and it's like, oh, holy shit this is going wild yeah have a wonderful little if you strike me if you strike me down i'll be more powerful than you can ever believe uh and then goes to kill him and slices right through force projection it's a force projection while this is all happening uh everyone in the base again poe being a good leader realizes oh he's doing this to buy us time let's escape um because what's going to be more important is that someone escaped this battle and the rebellion lives the spark on that lights the, sparks like the flame um, Which, by the way like a bit cheesy yeah but it was dope and also accurately ac- accurately under it was dope once mm. one time okay they said it like three times ah, that was fine with that um they are going to escape and realize oh shit we're blocked in by rocks and then ray also notices where all the little cool crystal foxes are running out and uh says ah it's lifting rocks it's all about lifting rocks does cool force magic lifts the rocks they all escape they get away in the falcon um it's revealed that luke is a force projection at this point everyone's escaped and kylo is just there having lost everything uh and then luke as his is exhausted from his force projection goes and, and dies and becomes one with the force yeah which by the way cool, one of the coolest like the the strongest uses of force um i'm trying to think like what's what's some like great uses of force throughout the so there's so there's like lightning there's like yeah. lifting things up there's force there's never choke, really anything that is turns. super powerful yeah i mean like they yeah, are powerful. Exactly. It it makes you a it it yeah, it's it's something that is like a noticeable in stat improvement over yeah. normal ass people, but to be able the one of the coolest things about the expanded universe that I did not read yeah. um was uh Luke uh becoming a Jedi master mm. and becoming insanely powerful. Oh, interesting. Like he got to a point uh, of power, I think, um where he could uh destroy a world with his mind golly because force which i mean I obviously can, that's I a can, bit ridiculous i can see that the what the expanded universe went a little surprise, off the rails fan fiction oh is crazy <laughs> oh boy um, <laughs> anyway but that being said this was a incredibly powerful use of the force of being yeah. able to project yourself uh like planets away like we don't know exactly how far it was away but still but it's at least one uh one solar system away yeah Whatever, which is a really cool. I think I really like that concept of using the force in a very strong way mm-hmm. uh, that is not just like telekinesis. Yeah, yeah. No, it was dope. Um, oh, completely forgot to talk about Yoda. Yoda was in this movie too. Yoda. Uh, after Ray leaves um, on on uh, Luke Ireland planet, uh, Luke's like, "I'm going to burn down all the Jedi attacks," which we later learn Ray has taken anyway. Um, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, well, that just kind of made that moment like 
useless in hindsight. Like I didn't realize that till just now. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. It it um so anyway, Yoda Yoda come Luke's about to burn it down and then like has second thoughts. It's like, ah, oh, not I'm gonna be able to do it. Yoda shows up as a force ghost and Yoda's like, oh, all right, I'm gonna take care of this for you. Lightning strikes, burns up the tree. Yeah. Luke like reaches to try and save the Jedi Texans, like and Yoda's giggling it up and they have a, a fun little talk about how like eh you didn't really need all these old Jedi texts and stuff like that. It's it's yeah. it's to be a good teacher, teacher about what you know, which is your failure. And uh, which I mean, I feel like that really goes into what this whole trilogy is about. About yeah. like the past isn't uh, like you don't all you know you shouldn't be looking towards the past. Mm-hmm. Like Luke's one of his big things was like I'm a legend. Who, yeah. Like what could I do? Like that was too much is kind of what he was saying. Right. Um, and that, I mean, that's kind of a commentary on star Wars itself Mm -hmm. of like this new trilogy. Like there's no way it's going to, uh, be the same and compare to the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, which was why I feel like their star story arc is like, you can't compare it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's new, it's different, which is so cool. Cause yeah. that's what star Wars is about. Yeah. I mean, th- that was my big takeaway from the force awakens, uh, in, in which I got to many arguments with Bryn cause Bryn hated the force awakens. And she's like, it's not about anything. And I'm like, no, it's about making a star Wars movie in a world where star Wars already exists. And like, it's a star Wars movie about star Wars movies, yeah. which is dope. I, I think I'm not, I'm getting that now. Yeah. Like this second movie makes me look back on the force awakens mm-hmm. as better than how I originally felt. For about. sure. Yeah. Um, no, overall it was just so good. It's just a good movie that did good stuff. That was both good in the normal ways that star Wars is good. Cause cool space battles, cool lightsaber fights, arguably the coolest lightsaber fight. Um, uh, undoubtedly the cool force powers, cool star Wars mum- mythology, mumbo jumbo, um, uh, evil bad guys that were all black. Um, but it also was really cool in the ways that it complicated things and like became a commentary on star Wars and like changed up our notions and actually bridged a lot of like took the good stuff out of the prequels and bridged those into the rest of the story and made it feel cohesive and coherent, uh, as like a big eight episode thing, Yeah, which is super cool. It's good guys. I really liked it. And I guess that, that sort of ties it together. It's like it, it both force awakens and, last Jedi feel like slight they're both star Wars movies that are made by star Wars fans as opposed to star Wars movies being made by George Lucas. And they tackle that in different ways. Like the last Jedi is much more about what does the force mean? What is like it mean to be a character in star Wars? What does it mean to interact with the past? Um, getting into some of those core tenants, uh, force awakens is a little bit more about like, how do you be, um, how do you be a person in the star Wars universe? How do you, um, yeah, let's do like complicate some of the mysteries here and there and, uh, um, tease out threads of, of storylines that existed, um, in neat ways, which are both valid. And I personally, I think like the last Jedi a little bit more than force awakens, but, oh, definitely. but they're both, they're both so good. They're both so good. I mean, I, st- I, I mean, I still feel like force awakens is still too, uh, choreographed Mm -hmm. and manicured sure um you know i mean didn't take chances um i wanted to talk a little bit about i keep thinking radagast who is radagast oh fuck he's he's one one of the wizards in the hobbit right like one of the the, like the shitty gandalf 
I don't know why I think Rat- Radagast, yeah. but uh, the the evil general Hux. Hux. Yeah, why did you think Radagast? I don't know. Um, no, but Hux. Hux. I really, I really liked Hux. Yeah, uh, Hux was fun. I really like Hux, like as an actor, like yes. outside of like. Donald Gleason's great. Yeah, he's he's. There are a couple actors who are like you're a sci-fi actor now Mm -hmm. and so i like watch everything they're in because i like watching sci-fi yeah and he's one of those guys um and he he did it i mean he did a great job here he it was good um yeah it was good i think he had both an interesting role in the story primarily being comic relief uh yeah which is so weird yeah like that character as a comic relief character i know um, and also has an interesting role in like the universe. This is built as being like the military bureau being sort of the grand Marf Tarkin character of like the military bureaucracy side, as opposed to the like ancient space wizards with laser net, laser yeah. swords, uh, side of what star Wars villainy side is. Side note, laser swords. Uh, when Luke was like, you think I'm going to come in with a laser sword and fix everything. Loved yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> which he, which he did came in with a laser sword and fix everything. Uh, um. So yeah, what, what do you think is gonna happen? Ooh, golly! What do you think's gonna happen? What do you What do you want to? Happen? Yeah. Oh, this is where we should have like thought of looked back and seen what our predictions were from oh. from last time around and see how they how they matched. Because I don't for the life of me remember what I said yeah, two years God, ago. No. That'd be crazy. Um, what do I think's gonna happen? Okay. Um, I mean, certainly big ass final showdown between all the characters where. They will, because this is a Star Wars movie, they will all be split off doing their own thing in like a sort of Battle of Endor type thing where uh, yeah. Ray fights faces off against Kylo and then Hux and Poe have a showdown. Do you think uh, Kylo will die? Mm, I don't know. So I guess the big central thing that I'm most interested in is the question of like turning to the dark side, turning to the light side, turning towards a balanced side and how that plays out for Kylo and Ray of, um, I think they are where, where they're on right now is that they are on a collision course, but I don't know what the outcome of that collision will be in terms of could Kylo become a good guy? Could Kylo and Ray both become like, no, we're going to be more neutral about this because bring balance to the force. Yeah, could, some sort of new. Could Ray turn bad? I don't think so, but no. damn, would that be cool? That okay, yeah. Damn, here's, would that be cool? Here's what I want to happen. I want, and the, I mean, there's there's the pipe dream. Ray turns evil. Yeah. Um, Kylo and Ray on new super duper Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um, that's even bigger than before. Um, yeah. Or actually, no. They go to the an old decrepit Death Star that they reactivate and use to uh, destroy both like the rebels and the New Order yeah. or some shit like that. Um, what I think, I think there is a version of that that is plausible. Where what I want the movie, what I, again, what I would like, what I would have actually kind of liked this movie to do is if this movie ended with Ray like turning or having it be a question mark as to whether Ray would, that would have been pretty dope. Um, I still think that there's a lot of room in the next movie to flirt with that, to be like, to tempt Ray. I want Ray to be as tempted as possible um, in nine and presumably she'll make the right decision. Maybe be able to pull Kylo out as well. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm with you that pipe dream for the actual ending of like Ray is yeah, actually that's, a bad that's guy. Um, if Ray does turn to be a totally bad guy, I 
I want Finn to have to be the one to like pull her back. No, to like shut th- shut it, shut it all down. To be like to I, kill her. I, I, I want I want Finn to be the one in piloting the X-wing to blow up that Death Star. If oh if if Ray if the ending of it is that like Ray actually turns turns and cannot be saved, it's got to be Finn to do it. It has so to be the one she's closest them, with. Instead of them like successfully doing their venture, yeah, of whatever their buddy buddy Kylo Kylo Ray evilness yeah. is of. Finn kills them all and destroys yeah. the Death Star. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's Disney, so that ain't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But, but part of it is also that, like... so cool, cl- man. Clearly, the Finn and Rey relationship is super, super strong. Like, they are the two that know each other from the first movie. That's what's driving a lot of what Finn does in, in this movie. Rey still clearly cares about Finn. Is if Rey turns and betrays Finn in that way then it's got to be Finn. Like, for story purposes, yeah. it's got to be him. Well, they can't they can't cop out and have Poe be the one to, to, yeah. to end things or them just get away scot-free. It's not going to ha- – I mean, it's not going to happen for a lot of reasons. Disney, A, B, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and specifically, what I uh, – something that I really liked about Rogue One mm-hmm. um, was not necessarily the movie itself, but the conceit yeah. of, like – like there was a little bit like hit you on the head at the beginning of like we're bad we're not everyone's a good guy yeah. like some people you gotta kill for the cause yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. right um which I really liked because I really want like a grim dark Star Wars mm-hmm. um it's not gonna be in the main series no but that's the whole point of having these a Star Wars story or Legends I guess is the name of the Legends no okay. no no Legends is the name of the old EU um okay I think it's just like a Star Wars story or something like that sure yeah. whatever, whatever it's called who cares. Um, new expanded universe, yeah. which uh, is going to be so cool when it happens. When for there's a, like dog. a bounty hunter story for real dog, or when there's just a Sith story, yeah, like that would be a cool like Kylo's fall from grace. Yeah, would be a really cool story. I would love a story that follows like a Sith in the like kind of Knights of the Old Republicy type things of like in yeah. that pre Republic era of. Uh, or in that older public era, I guess, of what's what's it like being a Sith back in those days? Yeah. Um, so I guess, so what we have to think about now is that, one, this is going to be the end of this new trilogy. Question mark as to whether there will be more Skywalker-ish and like in this Skywalker line of characters story going forward. Um and, who, would it, who would that have to be? Well, I don't know. So, so I guess that the the like if and Kylo pres- has and pres- a kid. Not necessarily that it has to follow. The, when I say Skywalkers, I mean like following this crew of characters in some form or fashion. Um, in contrast to, we do know that Ryan Johnson got the go ahead to make an entirely separate Star Wars trilogy that's in the Star Wars universe, but has no connection to what? the Skywalker universe. Um, because they, uh, yeah, they actually announced it before, like a couple weeks before Last Jedi. So everyone was like, "Shit, Disney must really like Last Jedi." Yeah, it must they, have been they, really they, good. They, they must and really it like was. it. If they're, if they're <laughs> that much. But um, so when I say Skywalker, I mean like in contrast to explicitly, they have this non-Skywalker story after Episode Nine. Is that the end of like mainline Star Wars? Oh, or I think uh, it's going to. It's going to be up in the air. Yeah. I think maybe in, you know, 15, 20 years, yeah. there might be another trilogy of new people um, with, a new, with like, old... Imagine Ray. Old Daisy Ridley. Old Daisy Ridley, old man. Daisy Ridley. Oh, my old God. Daisy, old, oh, my God. Old, old, all three of them. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to... 
Yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I, that's part of what I'm thinking about is like, how do you wrap up this story both as a trio of stories and as the ninth movie in a nine movie saga and as maybe the last like mainline Star Wars movie or maybe yeah. a new main end of one cap so that we can launch into another trilogy later. And I am having a hard time figuring out how to how that all works, which means it's that be hard. Star Wars team is probably having a hard time figuring out how that all works too. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially because this, the second movie was so different yeah and like it dropped a lot of the lines yeah of the first movie which I, i'm okay with by the way yeah. but i i do think i guess one thing that will probably be the, a through line throughout this trilogy is like we're gonna get an answer a final definitive answer on where kylo ren lands on the good or yeah. evil spectrum like this is gonna this movie will it'll land one direction or another um yeah. Because like I'm thinking like that's a through line between these two movies and it's has not been answered yet. Um I think yeah, what are other like through lines that do that we see seen in seven and eight that like need to get resolved? Um Poe will presumably be like the lead because he's I guess the senior ranking yeah. person, so he'll be the I mean, there are, I mean, there, are there are three lines, right? Of of Poe, Finn, and Ray. Yeah. Uh, there's Hux of how he's probably going to betray Kylo somehow. He'll probably betray Kylo. He'll probably just have an ignominious end of like he'll still be Dying a minor character. He'll still be a minor yeah. character in in it, but um, um, yeah, he'll do something. But there's no like overarching. There's no like mysteries left anymore besides like yeah. about like. Which well, I mean, I'm okay Snoke, with. Maybe. I don't. I don't. I don't really need a mystery. All things being equal, I'd rather. Yeah, they. There was. They didn't need to have those mysteries. Yeah, and Snoke. I don't know if he's going to come back into play. Possibly. Um. Maybe not. Like obviously not. Yeah. Like as an actual living person, but as a. Although. Force ghosts we've only seen so far. Good on guys. the light side. Yeah, dog. What if there's a force ghost on the dark side? That would be crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, I guess we're going to get a resolution to Kylo. The main conflict is still Rey versus Kylo. And, like, um, one, that they're on opposite sides fighting each other, but also with that question of, like, can either of them turn? Um, well, it'll it'll happen. Something will go down. Again, because we didn't get that much of an arc for Finn. I don't know what Finn's the end of Finn's story is going to be in this one because like he just kind of dicked around for this movie. Yeah, he didn't do anything. I would be interested. An interesting thing that would definitely redeem this movie a lot for me though is if part of Finn's story is he becomes disillusioned with the shit after seeing that like the same guys are selling stuff to the good guys and the bad guys. Like this is all just a machine. If like Finn breaks away from like ooh. Oh God! What if you had Poe is the leader of the resistance? Finn breaks off and does his own thing because he's like, "You guys are just as bad. Like it's it's all just a it's all just a game." And yeah. I'm with Benicio del Toro. The only way to win the game is not to play. And then Ray is tempted by uh, uh, Kylo and 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 becomes becomes bad or becomes like this neutral version of bad. Uh, yeah. Now the quite the the problem with that is then like, oh well, you have three poles that are all fighting each other and 
what's the resolution to that that's satisfying because like murder. I, I don't want lot, just I don't want murder I don't want just Poe to be the one guy that survives and I don't want just Finn or just Ray but oh, I want just Ray and Kylo to be the ones that survive yeah that's true They'll I be want dark them as to be Sith gods they'll be dark as heck they get it <laughs> So that's our that's our official prediction. You heard it here first. What's going to happen is that Kylo and Rey become Sith gods, kill everyone else, and that's how it ends. Yeah. Then the universe ends, and it's yep. you know, and it's not incest. Yes, that's true. Uh, I guess let's go on to odds and ends. Odds and ends. Uh, Rey and a Skywalker. That's dope. Yeah, I dig it. I really like that. Enough of the goddamn Skywalkers, man. I know. And and it and it ties in nicely with the version of the force that is presented in this movie of like, no, it's not this hereditary bloodline bullshit that the old school Jedi were obsessed with. Uh, it's, you know, it's a force in the galaxy that you connect with or you don't connect with and you can open yourself to it. And hey, chill. Yeah. Chill with chill with this hero worship. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, I mean, that's all there really is to say about Ray. Yeah. Doing that. Other than Daisy, Daisy Ridley is incredibly good. Yeah. And gosh, imagine if Mark Hamill had been as good as Daisy Ridley in the original Star Wars movies. Imagine how how those would be the best movies of all time. Yeah. If, if, and like they're still. And they're still pretty dang good. <laughs> oh, um, odds and ends, odds and ends. BB-8 was cute. BB-8's always cute. Yeah, BB-8's great. Didn't, um, didn't hit me as much as, as in, in previous, but that's because I guess he didn't have as much to do and was not brand new. Yeah. Which uh, on surface oh, is cheap, but I yeah, I was that's okay true. I really liked that. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, that was yeah, that was that was fun. I didn't expect it, and it happened. It was a new hope, and you know, it was it was so cheap. Yeah, but it was okay. And again, I was also made very okay with it by the fact that like, hey, Luke called out that it was cheap too. So yeah, like, exactly. Hey, at least the movie knows, so we can all just <laughs> we can all just ignore it and say, cool, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Leia, Carrie Fisher was very good in this movie. Yeah, what's going to happen to Carrie Fisher? I have no idea because I my guess is probably Love my you, Carrie Fisher. Uh, shout out to Amanda. Uh, Carrie Fisher's great. Chill. <laughs> uh, shouts Amanda. Um, yeah, she was so good in it. My my guess, if I had to guess, I would probably say they're going to do like a bit of a time jump between these movies, and she'll have died, and maybe like part of the start of the movie is like her funeral or like a like Poe taking command yeah. after that she I, was really good she was too. super good like I was uh, she was was she in she was like a little bit in force briefly Wait, right? yeah and, I, and I'll admit I was a little bit worried to say like can she pull it off more than this because like yeah. she was great in that oh it's Carrie Fisher in a movie that's awesome but like her performance was it 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 wasn't nearly as good and intense and in depth as it was in this movie. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I mean, uh, same, same problems with Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Carrie Fisher in the original Star Wars. Amazing. Yeah. Loved her. Great actress there. And she hasn't done a lot since yeah, then. She's, she's had she a rough go in a major, uh, motion picture in a while. Um, though so apparently she was a script doctor to tons of movies and like, uh, really in, in the eighties and nineties. And I think even into the two thousands of like, just there are tons of really great movies that like, it turns out, yeah, Carrie Fisher had an uncredited hand in them. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Carrie Fisher, man. She's great. She's great. RIP. Yeah. Which, okay. Here's the thing. Then the, I don't know if you watched some of the credits, there was a dedication to mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher 
people in the audience started clapping and I just don't, I hate people clapping at movies. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Um, and the thing is like, I'll accept it if it's opening night. Sure. Okay. You can clap then, but it was a solid week and a half after the movie had come out and people were clapping in their theaters. And I was like, not so much. We're not about that life. No. I just, just A-Dub Club does not approve seal of disapproval on clapping <laughs> in films. There is no A-Dub Club seal of approval. We only disapprove of That's things. true. We're, as you can tell, we're an exceedingly negative podcast. <laughs> All we do is dunk. Yeah. Um, Carrie Fisher. Other odds and ends? Other odds and ends. Um, ah, the Code Breaker. Code Breaker. Uh, the Code Breaker. Like, I really wanted that. I, I, I loved the stereotypical, like gambling like thin mustache yeah. i really wanted that character that would have been, been that would have been an interesting addition to the star wars world of yeah, this guy exactly. that's, that's just out of a 1940s uh black and white movie it would have been so great because it is not star wars like yeah. that when i saw him i was like there's no way this guy is in star no. wars and turns out he and isn't he's not <laughs> yeah. oh come on come on guys um the phasma fight was cool yeah and then she died. And then she died, which means that she'll undoubtedly be a fixture of the expanded universe because she died in basically the same way Boba Fett died. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there was quite a lot of crawling out of that Sarlacc pit. Which, like, I did not like how. Well, I mean, uh, so Boba Fett, I think, deserved more. Yeah. Um, but Phasma, she was all right. She was okay. Yeah. I feel like I would character I'm ambivalent about her. If she hadn't been played by like an actor that everyone knows from Game of Thrones about like, oh, Gwendolyn Christie's in this movie and she's playing this Captain Phasma person, I think that led me to expect that she's an actual character. Um, is that the Brienne? That's Brienne. Yeah. Okay, great. Um it's like that expected me I was thinking like she's gonna be an actual character and like do shit. Um versus Boba Fett, it's oh, this guy just showed up in the middle of the movie. That's cool. Um yeah. And I think that would have been fine if like I didn't have expectations of her as a character. I would yeah. probably have been okay, more okay with it. That being said, you know, cool enough. Yeah. I was really confused. I get now why she is a actual character in the movie. Yeah. Is because of the actress. Exactly. That's it. Okay. She was always she just felt like a bit too much yeah. for me. Like Yeah, like she's on the press tours and stuff like that when it's like that makes sense because she's a recognizable actress that people know, but also your character does nothing in the movie. Why would you put yeah. her on the press tour? And it, I mean her character is embodied by her shiny armor. Yeah. Of like this is all she is. She's a interesting fixture yeah. of the movie. And like I mean The armor's dope though. Armor's cool. It's pretty cool. Armor and cape. Oh, great. Yeah. Good stuff. It's a good look. Yeah. Um, any other odds and ends? Um, Kylo and Ray going to get it on? Mm, I don't think so. They will in the fanfic. Oh, 100%. There's, there's drama going on, <laughs> on on Tumblr around whether shipping Kylo and Ray is acceptable or not. Um, there's an article that was just posted on Polygon today as we record this that I haven't read yet, but is like a deep dive into the Raylo uh, oh, shipping God. drama. Um, but in any case, uh, that was fun. Yeah, Last Jedi is a dope movie. Um, 
Oh, gosh, let me try and remember. Uh, if you have questions that you think that we should answer on the AW Club, you can always email those at the AW Club. That's T H E A W C L U B. I really hope that's correct. Uh, at gmail.com. If it's not, oops. Um, uh, you can also tweet at the AW Club on Twitter. Um, I'm the only one that runs that. We have, I know, I've, apparently we created a Twitter a while back. I forgot about that. Hell yeah, dog. Uh, I'll tell you the password off air. Um, but uh, yeah, tweet at us there, follow us there, do all that stuff. Um, and I think that's the show, is that not? Made up club out. Yeah, and then edit it out. I don't want any memes in our podcast. No memes. <laughs> Are we a meme-free, a meme-free pod? <laughs>